we have these crossroads. And you know, either way you choose, your life is going to be different. The universe doesn't exist, but God thinks it does. We have to stop consuming our culture. We have to create culture. Stupidity has a definite evolutionary function. I am all for abolishing stupidity, but before it goes, we should pay tribute to it. Hello and happy Halloween, you rat bastards. Welcome to the Nonsense Bazaar. Happy Halloween, I'm your host, Willow Truman. And I'm Sequoia Kennedy. Yeah. And it's it's Halloween. Yeah. yeah. It's my Yay. favorite holiday. It's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, Is it not your favorite? I... Um, what do you like more than this? Look, man, we're not going to get into that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. It's a secret. I bet it's Easter. Y- yes, of course. The most fun holiday. You like searching for the chocolate eggs. Yeah. I'm a Christmas guy, man. Yeah? Always have been. Oh, yeah. I am too. As as a Jew, <laughs> I was always barred from Christmas. Yeah. And I always felt like such a little Christmas outcast. I never had a tree to like decorate. So I do have a thing for Christmas. Christmas is good. It doesn't have to. Like, I know it sucks for a lot of people. A lot of pressure and all that. Fuck all that. You don't need it. Yeah. Oh, I like the commercialism of it all. I do too. I love, I mean, I love gadgets. Yeah. For sure. It's like the forced positivity. Yeah. All the lights everywhere. Oh, it's the Christmas. It's the giving spirit. I love, they have all the the lights. The little claymation movies. I like them. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But it's not Christmas. No. Christmas food is the best. It's the nightmare before Christmas. Yeah. No, the nightmare before Christmas is having to listen to my relatives sing happy birthday, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> do they do that? Some of them do. Good God. No, it's uh, um, it's a couple of my cousins' birthday, Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And um, my grandma's late husband, uh, he, he would they would sing happy birthday for my cousin whose birthday it actually was. And then inevitably, this motherfucker <laughs> starts singing happy birthday, Jesus. Yeah. Happy birthday, Jesus. Yeah, I'm just not going to... Yeah. Can't dwell on that. That's okay. just fucked up. Moving on. Back to Halloween. <laughs> yes. So... That is what it is. It is. And it's like, you know, you got to do something special for Halloween in our line of work. It's tough because the typical Halloween spooks and scares kind of pale in comparison. Yeah. To the world around us. The, the world is scary as is. Yeah. 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 So, hey, also, by the way... If you guys are feeling like everything's all crazy and stuff around you, it's not just you. It is. Stop that. Trying to give them some some hope that it's not just them. Yeah. You're saying it is just them? Oh, no. It is crazy. Oh, yeah. I thought you were saying, no, no, no. It is you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. uh, It's all fucked up out there. And if you're listening to this, you're part of the group of the last sane people around. Mm. So we're going to do some good old-fashioned Halloween content. Yeah. And talk about... The one paranormal subject we never talk about. Talked about it once. Sort of. Kind of. That one time. That one time, kind of. We're talking about ghosts. We're going to tell some fucking ghost stories. And it's weird that we never haven't talked about any any ghost stories because, like, as far as traditional paranormal categories of experiences go and shit, I I don't know if this is true for you, Willow, but, like, it's the only one I have experience with. It's the only paranormal phenomenon I have firsthand experience with. I've experienced weird stuff, but I wouldn't be quick to attribute it to ghosts because I still don't have a clear personal, like, 
understanding of what I believe ghosts to be. Me neither. Yeah. I mean that in doing the thing of looking for ghosts, fucking with ghosts, experiencing the phenomenon that has been termed Oh, ghosts. yeah. Yeah, that's the only one I have experience with. Oh, you know what's weird? When I was a kid, I took a dulcimer lessons from this guy, Tom. Oh, yeah, Tom D'Agostino. Yeah, who yeah. also happened to be a paranormal investigator in New England. I have a book of his pulled up on my screen right now. No shit. Yeah, he's and, from Rhode Island. Yeah, he is from Rhode Island. And when I used to go to band practice with you guys as a teenager, oh, yeah. you rented st- studio space yeah. in the same building as... Yeah. paranormal team that he was on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, another synchronicity. He had the goofiest office that wasn't oh, in, yeah. in a uh, storage unit place that yep. used to be and was still a coffin factory. We would practice in the back room and yeah. play our little rock and roll, drink a little beers. Mm-hmm. All ghost boys and over in the office that isn't an office. Yep. Good times. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Which is also like, like yeah, my band practiced in a haunted ass coffin factory mill. Um, for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rhode Island is spooky as fuck. Sure is. I, I've been, I've been to a lot of places. I still, th- I think Rhode Island might be the spookiest. It's weird. It's standoffish. It's New England after all, but we got some shit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so I thought we could like tell some personal ghost stories or some local stuff, stuff that we can guarantee- our audience has never heard before. Oh, yeah. So I got a couple. I didn't write a script or anything for this. Just go mm-hmm. completely off the cuff. But I got a couple. I think they're pretty cool. And uh, have a spooky old good time. But first, we're going to do our terror poll. We're going to do a terror poll. This is um, also the, uh, the the thing we're doing for this episode that we don't really do anymore, which is drinking beer. We haven't done it in a long time. Probably about seven months. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long ass time. Yeah. Which... You know, I think the last time we got good and proper hammered for an episode was um, Ekencar, <laughs> which I think is my favorite series we've ever done. I really like our Ekencar episode. Especially part two. Holy shit. My God. Yeah. God damn it. That was fun as fuck. And we did the, both those in one night and just got progressive. Part two, we were drunk as hell, but we held it down and it was really yeah. funny. It was really damn funny. If, if you haven't felt the love of, of the Ek. You gotta go. Yeah. You gotta go get you some Ek. But you can't tell a good ghost story without drinking some Harpoon IPA. That's We're around cool. the campfire. Yeah. Camp candle. We talked about Christmas a whole lot in the intro, didn't we? We did. It's really funny. Just a little bit. It's, it's <laughs> I do love Christmas. <laughs> Dude. I even Christmas. I got my picture taken on Santa's lap like three years ago. <laughs> And the only reason I didn't do it the last two years is because of COVID. I think that's cultural appropriation, dude. I got I got my picture taken with the Easter Bunny, too, at the mall as an adult. And the Easter Bunny leaned into my ear and goes, you smell really nice. That's horrifying. Oh, it was like some tiny woman. In okay, there. okay. Oh, she'd probably been dealing with some bad smells all day. Probably. <laughs> And I feel like I'm not focusing hard enough during my tarot pulls these days. Somehow I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> what do we got? Princess of Discs. Okay. I don't understand. I don't get it. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. We'll get there. We're going to try. We have to. Yep. We don't, we don't redo the tarot pulls. No, we don't. And 
we have to never redo the tarot pulls to give the fact that we never have more power, credence. It's true. And we never will. And we never will. Yeah. So it's the princess of discs. Okay. Talk about that at the end. I hate it. It's fine. So where to begin? Where to begin? I like that both of our hometowns have like spooky lost things yeah. in them. I mean, a lot of towns do, but they especially do? in New England. Yeah. I, I do think, I mean, honestly, both our hometowns are particularly spooky. Mm. Like. They're tiny wooded and this and the stories that come from it too yeah i mean your hometown has the site that the blair witch project was loosely based off of Mm -hmm. yeah mine has the only officially as recorded in the census the 1885 census officially haunted location in rhode island yeah yeah which we're going to talk about in a second how lucky are we i know it's amazing it it is pretty cool right yeah there's a bunch of other like i don't know like growing up uh, the town I grew up in is called Foster, Rhode Island. And uh, growing up, like, ghosts and shit, spirits were just kind of a part of... It's just a part of life. Like, everyone has ghost stories. Everyone's seen the weird shit. Yeah. Like, it's just... It's, it's like, oh, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. People that, like, still describe themselves as, like, hardcore, rational skeptics, like, they've got ghost stories. They've seen the same shit, but it's just like, they like, yeah, well, I saw this one time, but like, I don't know. It could be any number of like, right. Yeah. But yeah, dude, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Do you want to start off with story of the Ramtail factory? The more in-depth one for my, for my contribution or more like personal little one. What do you think? Ramtail factory. All right. One time I went on a date and this dude pulls up, picks me up, get in his car. Yeah. He's playing a soundtrack of Halloween sound effects. It's May. You've told me this. That's bizarre as fuck. Still went on the date. <laughs> How was it? Got alcohol poisoning. Oh my God. Set me up in a chair, put a little tiny TV in front of me and put on Casablanca. <laughs> what? And then he went out because it was his birthday. What? Weirdest date I've ever been on. <laughs> That's... Well, one of them. What? Wait, one of them? <laughs> It was the, I should have known the second I got in that car and heard this Halloween sound Wait, like, effects. Scene. It was a bit, right? Was he doing a bit? It had to be. It had to be. That has, that has to be. Yeah. It feels like a bit that I would do. So I think I went along with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, this is a silly guy. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> this is a silly guy. Noticing layers of that song I've never noticed before. Dude, fucking headphones, man. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, like certain synths just like 
swapping between the left and the yeah. right, like different parts that and I've you, never and noticed of the song before. Then once you notice them, like you realize you've always heard them, you just didn't realize that was what was given at the yeah yeah. Ah oh, man, you know Michael Jackson is his own kind of fucking monster. Oh, it's his own kind of terrifying monster. But god damn it. The Charles Ledbetter of pop music. He's the Charles Ledbetter of pop music. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, it's way too true. Yep. Is that a reincarnation scenario? It might be. It honestly might be. Yeah. It would only make wow. sense. Wow. <laughs> That's in my personal mythology now. Very <laughs> least. Fuck, yeah, they're both dead. No one gives a shit. Yeah. That's the same dude. <laughs> Just about. <laughs> A lot of overlap thematically. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. All right. So as I just mentioned, my hometown of Foster, Rhode Island, does have Rhode Island's only officially recognized by the government haunted location. Certified haunted. The government says this motherfucker is haunted. Like I... You know, the government of 1885 and shit. Like, right. Oh, that's superstitious old age. You know, that's like, that's somebody's great grandfather. You know, that's that's still the government. Right. Uh, yeah, it's haunted as fuck. And we went there. We did in uh, like one of our first handful of episodes. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we went there and we, we set up a recorder and we put it through an AI noise reducer thing. Um. That was way too complicated for what we got out of it, but did have one of the weirder things I've ever had happen to me uh-huh. on that little investigation thingy we did. Because mm-hmm. what we did, like we used the um, pink noise of the river. Yeah. And then put that, like I I was just asking a river some questions about I have a video of you doing yes, it. Yes, you do. Well, that's all right. I have blackmail material on you as well. Uh, (laughs) things i've said that he's cut out i know i'm the guy that edits (laughs) i do i I have a i do have a blooper folder oh good (laughs) (laughs) um yeah well you know we were like talking to the the you know the ghost that supposedly haunts this area and uh then we decided to do a little rando nodding yep which is a whole thing if you know what it is hop on rando yeah uses some quantum randomness uh from the australian national university overlaid on a map to send you to places with uh, more data points or less data points than chance would predict. You know, uh, it's a whole thing, way too much to get into now, but a truly random, random number generator sent us to a point, a spooky geocaching. It gave us a point right from the Ramdale factory. It was about a mile away, way off the property, in a random ass graveyard on the exact spot of Peleg Walker, the dude who supposedly haunts the Ramtail factory and whose spirit I was talking to mm-hmm. at the river. Like, that's a thing that happened to us, like, a little over a year ago. Yeah. It brought us right to his grave. The point was literally right on the... And it's like, it's a different property. It's a mile away. Yeah. Yeah. Weird as shit. That's not the only weirdest shit thing that's happened around there. Tons of people from Foster have stories about the Ramtail factory, especially if they're, like, o- over 50 Mm. Actually, probably over 60 now, yeah. I'd say. Um, and even then, they were really young when they would hear the phantom bell tower uh. ring at the stroke of midnight. And it's a it's a really interesting, really classic fucking ghost story that I, I looked into it for a little like film project I did before we started the pro- podcast, a little like proof of concept for a mini documentary series. And I read a book by 
a local dude, Tom D'Augustino. The one mentioned who, earlier. Yeah. Who taught me dulcimer. Yep. Um, and the whole like real backstory of the Ramtail factory is also super interesting. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of shady shit that went down. There's a lot of fucking weird wheeling and dealing mystery surrounding a, a death or maybe perhaps multiple that definitely happened there. But the, um, so the legend, everybody I grew up with heard what, or some variation hereof was, uh, Foster was a textile milling town. Mm-hmm. Right? That was the big industry. As are many towns around here. Yeah. One specific area. And it's like right on the border of Rhode Island and Connecticut. Still pretty rural. You, you can still get stopped by, uh, your journey can still be delayed because there's just a fucking horse drawn carriage in the road for some goddamn reason. Just happens sometimes. Yeah. Don't know why. Don't know whose horses it is. Yeah. It's just, it's fine. It's like how in high school I was late to school because my bus was stopped by a bunch of cows in the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just how it is. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Cows are out. It's also like 20 minutes from Providence. Right. So it's right? like, yeah, it's real. There's a very Rhode weird Island split. Is a, a weird state. Rhode Island's like, a very it just weird has state. Odd vibes. Yes. You'll see a lot of shirtless Italian men in, in their front yards. <laughs> what are they doing there? I don't know. They're just yeah. standing there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dude. And that, like, I mean, that's the Catholic urban section. Yeah. The Protestant rural section of Rhode Island, the western half of Rhode Island, which means there's like a strip of towns next to a strip of towns. The rural strip of towns from north to south, most fucking most MAGA ass fucking Trumpiest place you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. And the next town over and the whole entire line of the urban towns. Mm-hmm. Um, the most liberal ass fucking right yeah like yeah. it is stark people fly confederate flags around here yeah and you like, know what? what the fuck are you doing well as i mentioned like on the on next week's episode uh mm-hmm. our accent is different yeah we have a different like growing up at foster you knew fucking everybody because there's only five thousand fucking people yeah there's never been any more or less than five thousand people in the entirety of fosters like how many kids were in your class in school and uh, we had uh, it was us and uh, a town that's like one and a half times the size of us. Yeah. Actually, maybe more, probably at least at least twice the size. My graduate class was 273. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like three towns worth. That's of- not bad for high school. No. But in elementary school, I had like 50 kids in my graduating class. So it was uncomfortably intimate. Geographically, dude, this is like a sixth of the state yeah. that we're talking about. Right. Like, <laughs> which is, this is why Rhode Island's weird as fuck. Like, our shit's in the woods, mm-hmm. 20 minutes from downtown Providence. So weird. It's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. So the legend everybody uh, knew is that in Hopkins Mills, there was this, uh, there was a textile mill that got opened, opened up by uh, a dude named William Potter and his sons in like the very early 1800s. It was like single digit 1800s. Um, I didn't write a script for any of this. I'm just going off the cuff. So it's in the single digit 1800s. Uh, this family, this dude and his sons and his son-in-laws. So you had like two sons and two son-in-laws. Family operation. Yeah. They were, so the son-in-laws were all, sons and son-in-laws were all partners in the, in the operation. And there was William Potter, big boss man. And his like first son, uh, only Potter. Only? Only. Yeah. Only. Only. Yeah. As in like Onlyville, New York system, hot wieners. Okay. 
Yeah, it's a Providence thing. Hot wieners. Hot, it's a fucking Rhode Island thing. It's oh, fucking hungry. hot wieners, dude. I want a hot dog. Yeah, dude, it's not even a hot dog. It's a fucking wiener. Yeah. Every time I it's try to do the dog. Rhode Island accent on purpose, which I just do normally, mm-hmm. um, as soon as I have a touch of alcohol in me, every time I try to do it on purpose, I do the Boston accent. Yeah. It's fucked up. Yeah. So these fucking guys, they start a textile mill. Mm-hmm. And one of the dudes... One of the partners is the son-in-law. His name is Peleg Walker. And I imagine being a son-in-law next to a bunch of sons. Yeah. It's probably like, you know, you're not really mm-hmm. part of the club. Like you, you are replaceable. Yeah. You have you more know. to prove. Yeah. This dude Peleg was, it's Peleg, P-E-L-E-G, not Pegleg. Yeah. Yeah. Pale egg. Peleg. Yeah. Like William Dudley Peleg. Yes. Like me, a pale egg. <laughs> yeah. A pale egg. Yeah. 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 This dude, so yeah, so the legend is, you know, the the mill's running for a couple decades, mm-hmm. doing great, <clears throat> and uh, eventually, there's a fight between Peleg Walker and the other partners about money. He owes him money or something, and they take away his partnership and they demote him to the night watchman. All right. Some time goes by. He's the night watchman. He carries his fucking lantern down the trails. He rings the bell to summon all the workers to the place. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a lonely job. It's a lonely job. It's an insulting job. Somebody's got to do it. Especially if you're the type of dude like Peleg Walker, who considered himself like a fancy boy and like a wheeler and a dealer. And yeah. Like, yeah. He had like when after his death, um, they found like a fucking bunch of insanely nice furniture that no that the rest of the people weren't aware of um, and were surprised by it because he was in considerable debt. That's why. <laughs> like one of those. People, yeah, and I know the type. Mm-hmm. They just have that thing that they like to collect. They're gonna do it, and god damn it, as soon as they get their paycheck, they're gonna buy yeah, another dude. one of that thing that they collect. Yeah, this motherfucker was drowning in debt. He had like a brand new mahogany dining table. Yeah, like tons of fancy <laughs> his clothes. I mean, because for a long time they were fucking as rich as you could get around here. I mean, they that shit was going gangbusters. For they had a mill. Yeah. They were like the business. Yeah. 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 And like Peleg also, well, I'll finish the, uh, the legend part. So night watchman Peleg uh, eventually gets into another argument with his brothers-in-law and his father-in-law, probably about money. And Peleg Walker says the best line in any ghost story, any legend. He says, the next time you open this mill, you're going to have to take the keys out of a dead man's pocket. Prophetic. It's fucking sick. What is yeah. what a sick fucking line to just be in a ghost story, right? Well, the very next day, there's no bell summoning the workers. Mm-hmm. They show up, everything's all fucking locked up. They see uh that the bell tower is is all is is locked too. They they go up to the bell tower, because I think they see evidence of something, and uh they find Peleg Walker had hung himself from the bell tower with the key to the mill dangling out of his breast pocket. Whoa. Yeah. And after that, you know, like a week later, the mill workers came and they found all the uh, machines at the mill, like the water powered machines and stuff, just running by themselves, which. Scary. Yeah. It also doesn't happen. I mean, like you could think like, oh, well, it's a fucking water wheel. Like it's just in the water and shit. Nah, you do have to engage like the gears and shit. Like, yeah, yeah. it does require people. Then like the lesser Legends of less credibility have it as like, oh, one day they found the wheel turning backwards against the Dolly Cole Brook. 
shit like that. Yeah. Which is like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Fucking whatever. But people who are, are like kids like 50 years ago uh, will say that like they heard the bell tower, which is really interesting because the bell tower, it, the fucking place burned down in um, the 1800s eventually. Mm-hmm. It just burned the fuck down after it had already been like only Potter had tried to sell it and piece it off and shit and, and eventually just burned the fuck down and kind of got passed on to different reservoir companies, holding companies and shit. Eventually the census uh, listed it as haunted probably because no one wanted to pay taxes on it. Yeah. That's like, that's legitimately the reason why it was probably listed as haunted. It was just a thing you could do back then to um, get out of paying property taxes on a piece of land that like you couldn't like really do much with at the time. Right. Yeah. It's a good story. It is. It's a good ghost story. I mean, so like the, the thing is that I learned like, uh, doing like the little video I did about it, uh, is that the, like the actual murder mystery in this story is really fucking interesting. Mm. Cause there's like a diary from a woman that worked there that talks about how they didn't find someone hanging from the bell tower. What they saw was a fucking river of blood coming down the stairs from the bell tower. Oh, good God. And they That's went up quite different. Yeah. And they went up there and they found that Peleg Walker had slit his own throat, which That's... doesn't happen. Yeah. Simply does not happen. A lot of people don't choose that route. Right. Another like really weird thing is that like the night before he died, Peleg Walker uh, signed over like a bunch of his land to uh, his brother-in-law and his father-in-law, <laughs> only Potter and Oh, I'm I'm sure that he totally did that willingly by his own accord. Well, I mean, that's what the uh, the witnesses who were there, which were uh, two distant relatives of Peleg Walker from Providence, that came that night to sign the papers at midnight mm. before electric lights were invented, and then they left before sunlight to go back to Providence. And there was like two distant relatives Peleg Walker had never really mentioned or wasn't on good accord, and all his other like land deals were witnessed by his wife. Every other one except the that gave away all his shit right before he died. Yeah. Yeah. It's sus. It's sus as fuck. But also, like, Pele Walker was kind of sus as fuck, too. Because he started... Yeah, I don't... Honestly, the, This the is just rich kid shit, Intrinsically, right? just from Pele Walker and the idea yeah. of him in my mind is... I'm, I'm suspicious of him, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, none like, of these guys were good guys. You know, did he treat his wife good? From there's nothing to suggest otherwise. Yeah. Um, but I don't think there's anything to. So you like, think all the any animosity towards him from the family was business related? I have no idea. Yeah, I have right? absolutely no idea. Because I wonder how much is business related and how much is like personal issues. We know some of the stuff about the business related shit. Yeah. Um, like he did owe people money. Well, yeah. And he <laughs> kept borrowing money. He kept borrowing money even when he already owed it that'll create enemies for yeah yeah he like and then he would like go into business with one of his brother's brother-in-laws buying another grist mill like in burville a couple towns north and shit right um that quickly folded and like he uh i mean so you can understand making this guy the night watchman because it's like why am i gonna give you a paycheck if you're just gonna you know yeah or like i don't i don't want you involved intimately in the business you're not making decisions here bud right like until you pay back until you like demonstrate that you know how to manage money at all, like you're not, yeah, yeah, right, like, yeah, absolutely. You're, you're relegated to this lowly role until you learn, until you shape up. Because the other thing is that, like, the land around the mill that Peleg Walker owned, he um, he started buying parcels of land next to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Who did? Peleg Walker. Okay. This is before things like went sour and shit. Ah. But like he bought a ring of land around the mill. Okay. Well, that's like a pointed move. And like Tom D'Augustine, there's no like proof of this, but Tom D'Augustine like speculates that like, like he could have charged a toll if he wanted to, to maintain right. the road that he owned. That was the only way across the river into the fucking... Mm-hmm. to the mill so like there might have been some of that weird shit going on yeah like we have no idea because it's like this is one legend that's never gotten out of foster fucking rhode island right that has since the census the 1790 census i found in a fucking library in portland maine um foster has pretty much had a population of five thousand since 1790 weird yeah <laughs> which means it was like one of the most populated towns in rhode island in 1790 and now the least it's real real weird but it's like this whole like conspiratorial plot that is just like this thing in a town of five thousand people mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um and then it would be cool to share some information about barra hack as well in contrast yeah, with your absolutely that's what i was hoping yeah yeah i just need to i, I found like a web page to yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i have a couple like crazy things to end the yeah and then we'll share some personal stories yeah 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 yeah, so and tons of people have experienced shit at the Ramtail Factory, which I later on when we get into the personal story section, I'm gonna tell a couple of those. But you know, it's like the seeing the lantern in the woods. Yep. Here in the bell tower. Yeah. All this shit. Uh Tom D'Augustino's done a bunch of ex- experiments and shit down there, and he's really the guy to look up to to learn about this place. But um the like the sort of real weird high strangeness thing that's associated with it is uh, you know, so it, it's like Peleg Walker was probably murdered, right? Probably. Probably. Yeah. yeah. It was probably only E. Potter, you know, the first son who did it. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, did it in the maybe in the way Charles Manson did it, right? Like, right. Yeah. Um shortly after Peleg's death, like all the shares of the company started just kind of filtering to only E. Potter. Just from the other partners and stuff. Eventually he owned all of it. Yeah. Which is right also right at the end of the tail end of the mill era, right? Right. And um it's either like it's either nine or twelve years uh, to the astrological day, meaning Peleg Walker died on May nineteenth, eighteen twenty-two, and I forget if it was nine years later or twelve years later. It's one of those. Only E. Potter died under unknown circumstances, either like two days before or after that in May, but it was the day that the sunrise and sunset was in the exact as at the exact same time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like like astrologically or whatever, like it was the same, like leap years fucked it up. But yeah. Yeah. It's the same day. So that's, that's an odd thing. It is. Was he racked with guilt and did he hang himself from the bell tower? Who knows? Or did he just get got? It's a mystery. It's a mystery. It's also Foster was founded by, um, it was first like a, it was a bunch of Scandinavian folks that moved here and were just like tradesmen mm-hmm. and, and shit. And like, that was just who was in Foster. Yeah. And like. You know, if you really want to juice the paranormal story about it, like there's a like there's a weird magic to that town. There's a weird thing going on that I I definitely jive with and I fucking love it. But like, are the ancient Norse gods in the old oaks? Who knows? Who knows? Perhaps. Perhaps. What hell of a story. Indeed. What do you got? So the place where I grew up has its own little myth. As you said, it's uh, part of the inspiration for the Blair Witch. Very loosely. Very loosely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this place in the in the woods of Connecticut, the small community of Barra Hack used to exist, which meant uh, 
It means the breaking of bread in Welsh. Huh. Yeah. And Wait, seven, that's weird. Yeah. Breaking of bread. In Welsh. Mm-hmm. All right. In 1790, this guy, Obadiah Higginbotham, and... Uh, God, I love old names. Yep. Obadiah <laughs> Higginbotham. It's amazing. And this other guy, Jonathan Randall. You know what's weird about this? When I was a child, and I'm just remembering this now, I did this very strange thing. I was very into puppets, and I, I wanted to be a ventriloquist. Yeah, yeah. I had this baby doll head that had come detached from the cloth body, so it was this little plastic <laughs> baby doll head. And I would put it on my index fingertip. Yep. And then I would put a little doll shirt on my hand and I would do this sequoia where it's head. Oh my God. And then I would talk with it and I would use my thumb and my pinky as arms and I would talk with it. And I named it Obadiah. Mm. I would like have conversations with it. Weird. And I lived like uh, about a 40 minute walk through the woods. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. And you, you had never heard the story. I had never heard the story. Weird. But, but I had this like this thing where I would talk yeah. with my own hand, but I would put the doll head on. Call it, it Obadiah. Obadiah. That's fucked up, dude. <laughs> Whoa. So. Okay. <laughs> just remembered. Rock that. and roll, dude. Fuck right. yeah. Until, <laughs> of, of course, this was very weird of me to do. So at one point during grade school, I remember another child, a, a boy... Uh, ripped the doll head off my finger and threw it into the woods in the back of the school behind a fence that was... He didn't like Obadiah. No. (laughs) No. So in 1790, Obadiah Higginbotham and Jonathan Randall relocated their families from Cranston, Rhode Island. Those are the shirtless Italians. Yeah. Yeah. To this (laughs) unsettled forest outpost in Connecticut. And they both had a shared wealth heritage. They opened Higginbotham Linen Wheels, which was a company that supplied flax spinning to residents in surrounding areas. Another textile mill. Yeah, they had a water wheel and a mill because there was, of course, Nightingale Brook. Mm -hmm. There was a bunch of homes, slave quarters, a community graveyard. There's this woman in my hometown that's currently doing a project about it's Barahack is known to the town as the Lost Village. Yeah, the Lost Village of Voices. Right. Yeah. And she's been doing work to archive the names of the slaves that lived there, too, to get their names into history as well. Which yeah, yeah. I think is really cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, because I always heard that Barahack was like an Indian village. Right. It's not, though. No, it's Welsh people and their slaves. Fucking A. Yeah. And then they had to move away just because, like, a bunch of people died and they couldn't keep it going. Really? And they just moved away and that's it. Like, there's not really any... You know, really? I guess there could be ghosts there because people lived there, but you know, there's no big mystery because what what I heard growing up was that the people there had just sort of mysteriously vanished. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's what like the book, like Barahack, the Lost Village of Voices, or whatever, like alleges. Yeah, it's by this like Yukon professor or something. I think it's just it was just economic hardships, really. Yeah. Wow, that's super interesting. Yeah. Yeah, but a bunch of paranormal investigations have gone on there. Sure. Sightings of uh, ghost babies and bearded faces, orbs, sounds of horse-drawn buggies and farm animals, voices. Yeah. Well, it's super fan. I mean, so I went there. Mm-hmm. When You're not I- supposed to. Yeah, right. Bad, bad, bad. It is, yeah, no, it, yeah, is, there no, are, it is plastered with no trespassing. Too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was probably like, man, 17, yeah. something like that. And- uh I was hanging out with this girl and it was like two of her friends that wanted to go looking for ghosts down to old Barahack. 
yeah, this one girl, she uh, had um, she had a pendulum. Yeah. That was populated with her uh, her her spirit guide. Yeah. Which wasn't nearly as popular 15 years ago. Yeah. The yeah. idea of spirit guides. Yeah. 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 It wasn't just something that nowadays someone busts out a pendulum and starts wagging it around. Like, yeah. It's, you know, sure. But like back then I was like, oh, she's a spooky girl. She would ask, she, she, she like asked the pendulum, like, is this a good idea for us to go investigate? It said no. And we were like, but we're already here. We spent so much time finding this fucking place way on the goddamn middle of nowhere. Yeah. And so we're like, we're doing it. And she's like, oh no. Abigail was the pendulum's name. <laughs> yeah. And so we like start walking down the path and then it splits. And uh, of course, we, this girl wanted to ask Abigail which direction it was in, the bear hack site. And right. uh, so she's like doing this and it's waggling and Abigail's telling us- Southeast. It's Southeast. I don't know yeah. nothing about that. I know the left and the right from that fork. Right. And uh, the pendulum was telling us, Abigail was telling us to go left. And as this girl's doing this, the friend who, my, uh, my friend Allie, who I went there with, and I, we feel this fucking- gust of ice cold wind Ooh! i swear to god dude and this is like so classic but like i fucking swear to god this was the middle of like summer mm-hmm. like this was late june or something like ice cold wind come from the right path the path that abigail said it wasn't down and Allie and i both look at each other and we like point up the path and we're like we like mouth you know did you feel that yeah. to each other and we're just like nodding and we're like it's to the right and they're like, but Abigail says, <laughs> like, it's to the right. And so we right. go up there and sure, sure as shit, like, that's where the site is. Yep. Yeah. So that was weird. Yeah. Yeah. I also had dreams. I've had dreams about one in particular where I'm having a pool party at my childhood home. And a bunch of Native Americans emerge from the woods in my backyard yeah. and come up to the house and, like, they're <laughs> using the pool and stuff. And they're like, by the way, stay out of the woods. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, me, oh, my. So th- that's interesting, too, because there's also, you know. Yeah. This is a a land that was taken. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Now, dude, the woods, the woods in the uh, on the border of Rhode Island, Connecticut are weird as fuck. Some weird stuff in these woods. Um, another interesting tidbit from Foster is that H.P. Lovecraft used to spend summers there yep. at his uh, aunt and uncle's house, the Whipples. And there's a story called The Silver Key, and uh, Lovecraft aficionados will, will know it. That was written about Lovecraft's experiences staying with his aunt and uncle Whipple in my hometown of Foster. And it has to do with a um, young boy going up into the quarry behind his aunt and uncle's house and finding a key, sticking it in there, and going on a cosmic adventure. But it's Lovecraft, so it's all fucked up cosmic adventure. It's actually a more nostalgic and wistful story than he usually gets into. Yeah. And I have drank so much alcohol, done so many drugs, and lit so many fires at the quarry that the Silver Key is legitimately talking about. Mm-hmm. It's a weird place. Yeah. It's this fucking granite quarry, a black granite quarry, that uh, which Western Rhode Island is the only place in the world you will get black granite, um, I believe. So I've been told at least, but I've been told a lot of things. <laughs> it's just like this, this spot that like every house that was, that they tried to build there, they just stopped halfway through every project that started to happen there just stopped. Yeah. They just never finished it. It's Weird. still just woods. And it's like, 
I mean, that's nice. Yeah. They even like Some dug it up. Some should remain woods. It's crazy, dude. Like one, they started building like what was going to be the most energy efficient house in the country for some fucking rich fuck. Um, weird. Super weird. Super weird. And they like dug the whole place out with like backhoes and shit. They made these like pot, giant piles of dirt. They yeah. tore the whole fucking place up. And then they just left and left a giant structure that was going to house the solar panels. Like this A-frame that like had solar panels on it already. Huh. Just built and they fucked off. It almost makes me think that there's something in the woods that like doesn't want. Oh, yeah. Anything to be built there. No, dude, there's there's spirits in the woods of Foster for fucking sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's the weirdest. It's the strangest place. But yeah, dude, so Barahak is not Indians. No, it might have been before they were there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before they were there. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But Barahak is a Welsh word. Yeah. That's crazy. That is not. And then I don't. I don't even want to think about what the fuck I was talking to with that little baby doll on my finger. Honestly, dude. I mean, it's, maybe it's better off that he ended up in the woods. It probably. It probably is. Yeah. It fucking probably is, dude. I mean, like what? What in the shining was I doing? I don't know. <laughs> but to be fair, I also went through a period where. I only wanted to speak using an Etch-a-Sketch, and I got really good at writing in cursive on an Etch-a-Sketch. I, I went through that phase, too. Yeah, I had, like, I a mute period. I did not get good at it, though. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hard way to write, dude. Yeah. It's a silly toy. I bet I would still be good at it. Probably, yeah. I also drew a lot of boobies. I'm not. Of course you did. Of course I did. Yeah, I already assumed that. Yeah. Tell you, yeah. I can't ask you why you were being redundant. I know. Then I realized it was just an assumption. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Making boobies on the edge of school. Not square ones, though. No. Round ones. So you got good at the... I got good at making circles. Yeah. I was hard to inspired do. by the booby. <laughs> Has there ever been a more inspiring thing in the history of mankind? It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so that's the thing about ghosts in haunted old fucking towns mm-hmm. is uh you don't quite know what you're dealing with right like i'm pretty sure that whatever is referred to as the ghost of Peleg walker that thing isn't nice at least it, it doesn't, doesn't seem that it way it doesn't like me yeah i think tom diagostino would have a different opinion mm-hmm. i have been every time i've spent significant time there and i have uh because it is a beautiful fucking piece of property uh, there, there's a trail you can walk down, and then there's an a, an illegal trail that's also just kind of like, you know, it's not really, it's fine. That actually goes through the, it's just foundations now, and its yeah. foundations have been totally taken over by the woods, and it's like this peninsula uh, where this river wraps around and shit, and it's fucking beautiful. It's a real, just wonderful Southern New England woods that has been Southern New England woods the whole time. It's a mm-hmm. great example of it. Pretty much every time I've I've spent a different significant time there i've been blasted with crushing depression for weeks Jesus. afterwards yeah also it has always been at the time of year either spring yeah or fall mm-hmm. where my allergies happen which also gives me crushing seasonal depression yes and walking through the woods you are exposed to lots of allergens precisely yeah yeah but there's a weird vibe there yep. and um one of the things that people say they saw there is uh, the the lantern, right? Which they call a lantern because what they see is an orange orb. Cool. Yeah. Now, that's like part of the Ramtail lore, the orange orb. Yeah. I've seen that fucker. 
Not at the Ramtail factory. Well, I saw it there too. Mm-hmm. Where else have you seen it? At my parents' house. Oh. Yeah. And one of my bandmates, uh, even though I'm not in a band right now, he's been in most of the bands I've been in, <laughs> also saw it at his parents' house, which was about a mile as the crow flies from my parents, mm. which is about four miles from the Ramtail factory. Yeah. Like not that close, not that far. The same swath of woods cut by highways or whatever. The first time I saw it was at the Ramtail factory. I assumed it was a candle in a distant window uh-huh. or something. Something. I mean, I thought it was odd that it didn't flicker. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I quite registered that because it was just seemed like it was so far away. Right. But then winter, when I was living at my folks' house, I was probably like 18, 19, more like early 20s. Winter time outside smoking a cigarette, I just see this fucking orange light. I, I'm, I probably told this story on the podcast before, but it's just this fucking orange light through the woods um, in a direction where there's no fucking houses. And it's That's just, unsettling. And it's That's not really flickering. Scary. It's not flickering at all. It's just there. Right. Which and, almost might make you think that it's someone with a flashlight. Which is, I. that's what I thought at which first. Which is also scary. Terrifying. That's terrifying. Yeah. It was too orange and it also did not move at all. Okay. Not even a wiggle. Yeah. If, if it was someone walking, then it would move. It, it would the move. light was unchanging. Okay. It well, looked. Oddly, that, honestly, that's less scary. Yes. Yes. That's absolutely. more just like, huh. Yeah. Wonder what the fuck that is. That's just right. fascinating. Curious. Right. Exactly. No, a person looking at me is way more scary. Yeah. A light bobbing up and down and coming towards you from the woods. Yeah. Is, is very scary. It's, it's weird. Like growing up in the middle of the fucking woods, um, the things that freak you out that wouldn't freak out someone in the city and vice versa, like in the middle of the woods, you start hearing gunshots. It means literally nothing. Right. You see someone standing there. It means a whole lot. Yeah. And the reverse is true in the city. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and yeah, so I, I just like, if you imagine like a orange candlelight, right? But complete, but completely unflickering completely unchanging no no like nothing orb. Yeah. i get blue orbs yeah do they shine real light seems like it okay weird i've never seen a blue orb well that's the only orb i've ever seen i didn't even realize it was an orb until years after that i was talking to my buddy who told me that him and his whole family were sitting out on his porch and they saw the fucking thing just float across their goddamn yard this and they thought so it was all lightning yeah whatever whatever that means this is very right. interesting. Isn't it? Because I just was on Our Strange Skies and we covered a case where this woman is talking about a golf ball sized light that like came oh. into her house and was going from side to side in the room mm. and then like traveled out. Yeah. So this idea of like these um, <clears throat> crafts or beings or whatever, orbs. Sprites. Orbs yeah. They're just light. orbs. Yeah. Orbs of light that just float around and make themselves known. It's like. Yeah. You know, I've had my eyes checked. My my vision is normal. Although yeah. for me, I I will say I do experience migraine with auras. So okay. Yeah. Those lights for me are usually an indication to take my migraine medicine. There you but go. But what it that also doesn't mean that they couldn't be something else. Right. I mean, I don't have that. That fucking weird orange light is maybe one of the only seems paranormal. I've seen. Yeah, it's That was paranormal. weird as fuck. Because, like, I know the woods around my parents' house. Yeah. There are no houses in that direction. Zero. In the middle of winter. No one's just out there building a fire. And even if they were building a fire, it would flicker. Shouldn't if they were lights. holding, If they were holding a flashlight, it would flicker because they'd be moving it a little bit. Right. 
if it was a candle, it would flicker. Right. If it was a planet, it wouldn't be there because I know where the hills are. And that was not yeah. in the hills. Yeah. That's not where this guy is. Yeah. Weird as shit. My buddy, because uh, we used to go like ghost hunting at the Ramtail factory. Just a thing you do. Right. Right. A passage. Uh-huh. Um, one time I was there. It's me, my buddy, Mike, and these two girls, one of whom was a member of the angel family. Okay. Actually, they were both members of the angel family. Uh, except one of, one of them had the last name Angel, which any Lovecraft reader, <laughs> so that's a big, like, I mean, that's a, that's a Providence name. That's, that's a thing. That's, that's a, your life is a story. That is a family in, uh, in Rhode Island. And these two girls, I mean, they're, I don't know if I've ever met spookier people. Me, Mike, these two girls are walking up there. Nothing. We don't see anything, right? Mm-hmm. I have my camera. No, I didn't have my camera. I didn't have a camera then. One of these girls had a camera. And uh, we didn't see anything. Nothing happened. We're walking back. We got high. Fair enough. Fair's fair. On the walk back down the down the trail, uh, this girl's camera just turns on and starts starts taking pictures with the flash on by itself. Mm-hmm. Just started doing it. <laughs> That's creepy. Yeah. Just cat, cat, cat. and. Uh, like that's weird. We start walking a little bit faster. We get back to my uh, like mid nineties Subaru Legacy white hatchback. I love a good Subaru. Love a Subaru. We get in, all four doors shut. I'm about to stick the key in the ignition. My overhead light starts flashing. Weird. Flash, flash, flash. It's like the same pattern as the camera. Yeah. yeah. And we look at. It, we're like, what the fuck? My key is like hovering next to the ignition. Mm-hmm. And so I go to stick it into the ignition again. It fucking happens again. I jammed the king of the ignition, turned on, get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Yet another time. One of my friends, uh, this might have been two separate times, it might have been the same time, but it was a clear, calm October night. It was warm for that time of year, but there wasn't any fog. There wasn't any mist or anything. It was dry as hell. Mm-hmm. Someone had a camera. We were taking pictures to see if you get any ghost pictures, right? Right. Well, in every picture that my friend Brad was in, there was this fucking white smoke curled around his feet and up his leg. Ooh. Yeah, in every picture. Brad, be careful. Well, I mean, man, I miss Brad. I haven't seen him in fucking years. You know those friends that you just like, for no other reason than COVID, you just lost touch completely with? Yeah. I miss you, Brad, if you hear this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, if you're out there. Yeah. Um... Because I could just call you, but maybe I'll just put on all points bullets on my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, his ass, uh, it was either that time or like a time very close to that. Brad ate mushrooms before going there. And we like, we brought a ladder to cross the river with. We made this whole like bridge because we thought the real site was on the other side. But it turns out that's a whole other haunted area. And that's just another story. Well, something attached to him. He was on mushrooms and he had the worst fucking trip of his fucking life. He thought his friends were demons. He had the whole go to hell thing happen. You know, he was in hell and that does not happen to Brad. Brad can fucking handle himself. Like that's the only time I've ever seen it. Um, It's not like he's like a drug hero either. He's just like, this is not the thing that would occur. Right. To to fucking Brad to say that he's in hell and his friends are demons. Yeah. Something dark wrapped around his fucking head. Uh And it was, it was really, really strange. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I never knew what to make of all those uh, those instances. I think that place is haunted as fuck. 
Yeah. yeah. I think that's, <laughs> I think I that's legit, a good call. I legitimately think that that place and Foster in general is haunted Safe as assumption. fuck. Yeah. So my first conscious brush with the paranormal, like the first time something really weird occurred to me. Sure. I was just in my bed. I don't know. Probably like 17, 18 yeah, probably 18, 19, probably during the period where I was at home going to community college after I dropped out of college, out of my other college, art school dropout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I figured, this is really expensive. I don't really want to go to art school. It's a lot cheaper to get your prerequisites done at community college. It is. Came back home. And uh, I didn't smoke weed ever until years later, really. So I'm just at home. And it's one night I was listening to some podcast about ghost stories. Mm. The podcast is finished and I'm sort of laying there and I, I say out loud, well, shit, if there's anything out there, I'm open. Make yourself known to me. That's all you need to do. My closet door flies open. What the fuck? Really? Yeah. And shit. my heart starts beating like crazy <laughs> and I'm terrified oh, and I no. go out loud. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> That's it. Like that wow. was enough. And then after that, like I would have these weird experiences where I would hear knocking like on the doors. Yeah. But there would be nobody there. Like I would hear footsteps and no, nobody so would be there. Classic. It's so classic that I just have never, I always just assumed like I must've been really stressed out or going crazy in some way. Sure. But like. <laughs> it's funny that you say it's so classic that I assumed that. That, that I brushed it off. When it's like, it's so classic because that's just the shit that people experience. Right. Like that's just the way it works. Like. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. And, you know, you just sort of chalk it up to, you know, the seasons are changing. It's winter. The wood in the house is shrinking and Which it's is true. making weird sounds. Maybe animals are coming into the attic. Absolutely. Because it's getting colder, you know. So there's definitely ways of rationalizing that. And a lot of times you do just have rats in your house. Oh, yeah. And you got to contend with that and not a fucking ghost. And if you think it's a ghost and you don't deal with the rats, you're fucked. Right. So it's, tell people that on Reddit all the time. It's a lot more comforting. <laughs> and it, it was a lot more comforting for me to just, you know, chalk it up to, I don't know, the seasons are changing and houses get weird in the winter, you know? I'd way rather believe it's a ghost than a rat. <laughs> yeah, fuck the rat. <laughs> wanna... And I've also had experiences where I'll be sitting at my computer my desktop making music i'll have my little desk light on there's been times where i'm making music and i have this distinct sense that it's not me who is writing the music the lyrics will just flow to me so easily that it feels like i'm channeling them from somewhere else because i have That's trouble a- writing lyrics oh uh, me too and a lot of the songs that i've written are have been very like spiritual in nature and they don't feel like they come from me. Bob Dylan said the same thing. Yeah. He plucked it out of the ether. Like, and I, it, I definitely right. feel that. So there was, there's been times where I'm sitting at my desk making music and my desk lamp will start 
to flicker and flash. And I'll almost start communicating with the light as if like when it starts to flicker really fast, I take that as an indication that it likes what I'm doing. Like it, it likes what I'm playing. It likes how the instrument sounds. And I've made entire songs sort of using this flickering light to guide me in the song Interesting. process, which could of course be me sort of communicating with my unconscious self and using these environmental factors to guide my process. But also it's weird because it's weird it shit. doesn't like. And also I will cut off any um, over eager skeptics uh, and say that like, no, it's not drawing more power because of the rhythm of the sound file. It doesn't work like that. Right. Yeah. It just doesn't, it just doesn't work like that. <laughs> right. It's not like we don't, we don't have a fucking million. She doesn't have a million dollar speaker set up over here. No. There's no variation in the power draw. Really. Yeah. yeah. I'm just using my computer keyboard as, mm-hmm. as my MIDI keyboard. Very basic setup. I'm not doing a whole bunch of fancy stuff. Yeah. So and it really, in those moments, I felt like I was communicating with something else to help me make these songs. That's interesting. It strikes me as a very different thing than ghosts. Yeah. In that case, but that's right. super cool. You've never told me about that before. And also there's been times where I'm hanging out, cleaning around the house. There was one time I was washing windows in the living room. The remote control is just sitting on the coffee table. Yeah, yeah. Washing the window, TV comes on. Mm. Why? Why? Go over, shut it off, go back, wash the windows again, comes back on. This is exactly the shit that my papa used to do to me when he was <laughs> Exactly the same. No shit. He would like, you know, hide and have the remote in his hand and yeah, just yeah. Like click it off, you know, turn it on, turn it off. Or, yeah, yeah. You know? That's sick. And that, to me, <laughs> really felt like... He he was playing a little prank on me from the other side. Yeah. Because also, that's never happened before. You know, if the TV just came on by itself and that was a thing that it could do, you would think that it would happen more often. Sure. Yeah, like, I don't know what would make that happen. Right. I mean, you, I, it would probably be more likely like a glitch in the remote itself, a wire gets crossed, all that shit. Yeah. You know? But this doesn't really happen. Right. Then I just have to remember how influenced my dad was by Carlos Castaneda. And <laughs> yeah. How. All right. So you remember how I talked about Lovecraft um, staying in Foster? How could I forget? How could you forget? It was like five minutes ago. He was staying with his aunt and uncle, the Whipples. Right. Which, uh, Any relation to Whipples Chapel? Undoubtedly. It's like a, yeah. a guy that he makes. He's known for. He was known for making gravestones. But then every Christmas, um, they would decorate the street where Ripple's Chapel was. Yeah, yeah. With like Christmas stuff. It was this ridiculous display. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm. Yeah, dude. Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. You know Ripple's Chapel. Absolutely. Okay. That I remember seeing like there was like a series of Ninja Turtles like exhibits in like glass cases. It was like animatronic fucking Ninja Turtles for Christmas. Childhood memories. So good. Yeah. Oh man, I I love that shit. Yeah. I love that shit. I mean. Bright colored lights at night. Like, I, that's mm-hmm. one of my favorite things in the damn world, right? Yeah. That's why I'm a Christmas guy. I like the lights. Such a festive, nice thing for someone whose occupation is so closely tied to death to yeah. be associated with. I mean, you know. It's Christmas cheer and gravestones. I love it. I do, too. Like, that, 
It's exactly that makes the type sense of shit I me. love. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's probably someone who has a very genuine understanding of religion and spirituality, even if yeah. they perhaps wouldn't admit that they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the Whipples, that was Lovecraft's family or like, you know, he moves his, his aunt, uncle. Yeah. So, you know, a family associated, right? From Foster. Like lived in Foster. Actually, the house that 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 they owned that Lovecraft stayed at and wrote Silver Key about. I went to Boy Scouts with the um with the kid who grew up there. He uh his friend of mine, he uh he he burnt the house down making toast in a faulty toaster, had his headphones on, playing video games. Oh shit. Toaster didn't pop up. That was how it was faulty. Oh no. So he just lit a piece of toast on fire and it lit the house on fire. They burned that motherfucker to the ground. Oh God. Yeah. They built a replica of it. Um Wow. It's a little closer to the road, but like it, it is an exact replica, which is cool because they don't really build old houses anymore. That's something I'm always worried about things catching. Yeah, fire. dude. It can just kind of happen. Once I was in a car as a child and the car was got like went on fire when we were in it. Jesus. Yeah. The door just lit up in flames. How? I don't know. It was Cigarette? Really scary though. Maybe. Trying to toss out the window at Mrs. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, we had to pull into a gas station, run in, get a bunch of baking soda. Word. Try to pull, put it out before the fire department came. But yeah, so growing up, my across the street neighbors, the closest neighbors, were the Whipple family. Mm-hmm. My family was two old people. Two old as fuck people. Yeah. In the 1990s. So if they were old as fuck in the 1990s mm-hmm. and they were Whipples. Yeah. From Foster. Right. I imagine they might have been those Wibbles. Might have been Lovecraft's cousins. Might have been. I really wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Or their kids, but like they're almost too old to be there. Right. They're or old. relatives of some kind. Yeah. They're Wibbles from, they're the only Wibbles I've ever known they're from Wibbles Foster. They're Wibbles from Foster. And they're the only ones I've ever known from Foster. They're the Foster Wibbles. The Foster Wibbles. So they were old as fuck. Uh, Mrs. Whipple used to babysit me and my sister. Oh yeah, this was the- Early to mid nineties. I don't even know when this story is taking place, but I was I was a young one. Um, one day, there's a bunch of ambulances over at the Whipples, which is alarming since as they're said, old. Yeah. So my dad, being the good neighbor, goes over there. All the other dudes in the neighborhood went over there, just knowing like, oh fuck, there's uh there's ambulances at the Whipples. We gotta go over there. Yeah. I did my dad was the first one over there? Lived across the street. And uh, he's gone for, you know, an hour or two. And like, you know, I may be remembering this because I was a child. And like, I've told the story a bunch of times that like, I'm realizing like, oh, I may have just like fucked this up. And then, yeah. But I have confirmed some of this with my dad recently. I don't know if this is the exact way away now, but the way I remember it is his ass comes back inside and he's like, man, maybe 38. I'm maybe 10, Mm -hmm. if that. he opens the door. He comes back in. Me and my mom are sitting at the table. And uh, he like closes his door and then he just like stops. And it's like he short circuits. And then he just like sits down. He's like, my mom's like, what? what's up? And dad's like, Mr. Mr. Whipple died. Um, also, also, I saw Mr. Whipple sitting in uh, his recliner as I was looking at them taking Mr. Whipple's body away on a stretcher. Ah. And like, however he said it was like very strange in retrospect that he just said that mm-hmm. with me there and just kind of like as. How young were you? 
10 or younger, ah. 10 at the absolute oldest and probably not that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would, it was like, it was weird. Yeah. It, it like, cause he's not like a spooky person. Right. You know, like he is being won't accept it. You know, it's not the type of thing he would just like, he wasn't making a goof him up about our neighbors dying. Right. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Especially with this kid there. Like, okay. Yeah. He did tell me we were aliens for the first 10 years of my fucking life. And he still hasn't back down from that, but whatever. Oh my God. My papa did that. Really? It did not help. No, it didn't help anything. <laughs> it did not help anything. This motherfucker still won't back down. He refuses to. It's yeah. bullshit. I'm still not clear on if I'm human or not. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, that's a core early memory of being told I'm not human. Yeah. Yeah. Explains a lot. <laughs> Much. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, that's right. So, <laughs> so, but that was super strange to me. Just the way that that unfolded with my dad. It's not something I would expect from him. Yeah. You know, and he swears to God that he's saw this dude sitting in his chair watching TV like he always does as he saw his body getting taken away by a stretcher. Mm-hmm. And especially if that was the Lovecraft's fucking relatives, weird as hell. Also because um, the place that Lovecraft wrote uh, The Color Out of Space is from the the other town that shared a school system with us. Yeah. And um, I have thrown a lot of parties in the exact place dark swamp that lovecraft was trying to go to to Mm -hmm. learn about the legend of the dark swamp monster never got there didn't know how to walk through the woods him and august derleth just did not know how to walk through the woods yeah Uh, so they never found it but they wrote a story inspired by it and uh again i've drank a lot of beers taking a lot of drugs there all wrapped up in those tentacles yeah yeah that cosmic squid that cosmic squid dude yeah, more stories. Should I keep going? Okay, this is the this is the last one. So, I was in like middle school, late middle school, or early high school. Oh, sorry i I did have a thought. Oh, go for it. <clears throat> it occurred to me, you know, the the story about seeing the guy in the chair watching yeah. TV. You know, me and my papa, our thing was that we would cuddle on the couch and watch The Simpsons. Like every day after school. Hell yeah. Like we did a lot of watching TV in the living room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was kind of like our bonding thing. That yeah, hell did. yeah. So it makes sense to me that, you know, this sort of prank from the other side or glitch with the remote, whatever it was, if it was him turning on the TV to communicate with me, like it makes sense why I would associate that with yeah, him. Yeah, because like it definitely you know, does. we just got this big new TV that we put up, and like yeah, yeah, he's trying it out. Yeah, he yeah, yeah, yeah. The new TV. Yeah, you know, it makes sense. And the association of you with new TV and this, that, like, yeah, right. yeah, 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 like, yeah, hell yeah, and like you know, watch TV with me. Fuck yeah, yeah, that's that, awesome. That made me think of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dude who moved into the Whipple's house. Yeah. Shit just start flying off the fucking walls. No. Pictures and like Whoa. for some reason this dude kept a picture of Mr. and Mrs. Whipple on his I don't know why. Because every time he tried to get rid of it, it would just show back up. Oh no, they did know. not want it there. Yeah. They threw that piece of shit across the goddamn room. Oh wow. This dude was a shop teacher Wait. from the city. Yeah. He's not like a nature worshiping pagan fuck. He's a yeah. shop teacher. Mm-hmm. High school shop teacher. From Cranston, Rhode Island. He's not making this shit up. He called our house and scared as fuck whenever this shit would happen. God damn. And like, like it was like he was in the other room. That is scary. And a fucking 
pic- a framed picture of Mrs. Wibble threw itself off the fireplace mantel and was shattered in a fucking million pieces on the other side of a long room. Whoa. Yeah. Someone was pissed. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Faucets turning on and off, doors uh-huh. open, lock and unlocking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My sister babysat their kids, um, the new neighbors, uh, a couple times, and she said that there was an area of the house that's just, nope, mm-hmm. not going in. Yeah. So it's haunted as fuck, probably. Yeah. 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 But I was in like late middle school, early high school, somewhere around there. I was friends with a bunch of fucking nerds. We'd get together. We'd, you know, the parents would trade off every weekend. Which one Which one was going to deal with us yeah. fucking nerdy pieces of shit. Right. For Because like, we, were, we were literally the fuckers that would just like drink way too much caffeinated soda, play Magic the Gathering wow. all goddamn night. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. hot. It's not. It's the opposite of that. It was terribly nerdy and um, I'm assuming smelly. Yeah. Yeah. Fun, though. A little stinky. Definitely. But very fun. Most fun things are a little stinky. Also true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, our one friend Keith, he's always been kind of a, I've always known him to be the character type of of an atheist, mm-hmm. but also having some really weird fucking stories. Yeah. Apart from his diligent skepticism, uh, he was also convinced that his house was haunted because he had seen enough shit that. You just can't deny it. Yeah. At a certain point. Windows opening, like wind blowing when windows were closed, mm-hmm. you know, um, seeing the figure of a large man in his basement. It's just not there. That was like, scary. Yeah. Like a, a large dude in over, overalls and a hat. And he just knew that, you know, this shit, his house was weird as fuck. Both he and his brother experienced strange things. So one day we decided to have a seance there without knowing what seance means or any of that. Uh, we like set up a circle of white candles around us. There's like four of us mm-hmm. sitting in a circle, me, Keith, um, our buddy Zach, and uh, our buddy Paul. And we set up a circle of white candles and light them, which is totally a fire hazard. And just like, un- I've never heard of anyone doing that. It made sense to our nerdy ass brains at the time. Yeah. You know? And we also had a... Just like they're not in glass or anything. They're just... No, they're just some fucking candles, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they were like tea, like 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 wider candles, so they stood up. Right. Yeah. But still. Still. Yeah. If I'm remembering correctly, that's what was going on. Yeah. We also had a tape recorder, which was outside of the white candles. We were fucking nerds playing the shit out with like theory and shit. We were like, if this is for protection, then we want the thing that's recording to be... Outside of this, yeah. This is great. And we would have all described ourselves as atheists at the time. Yeah, okay. Like, then why even do any of this? Well, that's because we were stupid. Yeah. (laughs) And young. And uh, it's almost like you want to be proven wrong. We definitely did. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if any of us would still describe ourselves as that. I doubt it. Mm -hmm. You know, I certainly wouldn't. but I just kind of have to fess up to the fact that, like, I spent a chunk of middle school, high school as, like, quintessential Reddit atheist piece of shit. Oh, God, me too. Yeah. Me too. I did a lot of rejecting of my religion and yeah, God yeah. and of any of that. You know. But we were children. Yep. We grew up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
But so we had this tape recorder, right? It was not voice activated. It was not battery powered. And that's important. It was plugged into the fucking wall. We hit record. And it was one of those press down fucking, you press the switch. Mm-hmm. Right? And then like, we sat in the circle and we like sat in silence without knowing why we were doing this, which like in retrospect, it's like, you know, you get into the meditative state and then Keith like asked the question to the, to the darkness in the basement. And it was like, is there anyone with us? Right. Gave some space for if, if there was anyone there to answer, gave him some space to answer. Right. And then he asked like, what's your name? Gave a sufficient amount of space for name questions. Like, can you tell us about your life? And, uh, gave a long stretch of time to answer you know, a question that would demand a longer answer. It's true. That's, right. that's a loaded question. Sure. And so like we sat for, I don't quite remember the order, but it was like, can you tell us about your life? Would you mind telling us how you died? Is, is there anything you want to say? Like those were the three like big questions. Uh huh. And they got the right amount of space for each one. I'm sure that like, tell us about your life was the longest one. And we gave like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. It was a long time. Yeah. Even if it wasn't 10 minutes, it's a time that I would describe as 10 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Seven, six, whatever. Right. Some fucking time. Above five. Certainly. Yeah. And definitely above instantaneous. Yeah. Which will be important in a second. After we're done, eventually, like, because we're not hearing anything, we're not feeling anything. Uh, Paul felt, Paul felt something. He felt something touch his fucking shoulder. But uh, I didn't experience anything. Nothing was weird. I was just sitting there. And then we go upstairs, we get the tape, and we go up and play it, right? And you can hear us fucking around and shit. You can hear us sitting down and, like, getting into the meditative state. And then you hear Keith asks, is there anyone else here? And then you hear click, click. And then you hear Keith asking, "Is can you tell us your name? Click, click. Can you tell us your life story? Click, click. Can you tell us how you die? It's like instant. He's asking a question. Yeah. And then in whatever space that we give to the ghost, the fucking tape clicks off and stops recording. And it starts recording right before Keith asked the next question. Oh, weird. Yeah. And it didn't matter how long it was. Uh-huh. Didn't matter the content. And it would always switch on right before Keith started talking too. Right. And this thing had no voice activation setting. Like that's, we made sure to check that. Like. Right. Did not have that setting. It was plugged into the fucking wall. That's really weird. It's really weird. Yeah. And it wasn't yeah. the only EVP uh, they, or like that type of phenomenon they recorded there. There was one where they heard this, like what could only be described as a like digital electric wolf howl mm. on a tape, like a cassette tape. Right. Yeah. One of the reasons why I don't do experiments like that, because I know that if I put myself in a room devoid of technology, just with a candle, and put the lights out, and call to the unknown, I'm going to get immediate results. Yeah. I just know that I will, and I don't know if I'm ready for them. That's the right attitude, dude. Because that's quite frightening. Yes. To be alone in a room, and to call something in, and to have it respond. Yes. I don't know what I would do next. So I'm just, I just don't want to go there. I don't really see. It's probably not something. A reason to. You yeah. sh- it's not somewhere you should go unless you want to for some reason. Yeah. Unless I have some really incredible goal in mind that requires me to overcome fear 
and be brave, then I might force myself to do something like that just to prove to myself that I can be brave in the face of fear yeah. and trust that an entity will come in that's just teaching me bravery and not trying to scare me. Sometimes I want to fuck with that shit just to experience paranormal phenomena, right? which I often forget that I have. Like, you it know will I mean? work. Yeah. I just, it, that's why I don't do it. It's harder for me, and maybe because I'm just prescribed amphetamines and drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> yeah. Which I've heard like discussions of people saying, talking about stimulants blocking off that. Oh, I disagree. Interesting. When I drink coffee, it feels like I took mushrooms. But that's weird as fuck. <laughs> I'm incredibly sensitive it's, it's to caffeine. That's very strange. I'm very sensitive to caffeine. I wish I was. There was also a summer that I was microdosing mushrooms and going to work at a summer camp. Uh, was that fat camp, summer camp? Yeah, it was Fuck It was yeah. the weight loss camp yeah, for yeah, kids yeah. that was corrupt and had to be shut down. Hell yeah. Yep. And I was microdosing, and while I was there, I would drink a ton of black coffee. And I was just, like, <laughs> seeing into other dimensions. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think ever since then, drinking coffee, like... Good. Maybe, okay. Trips me out. That's I needed to hear that though, because I was yeah. You know, I, I want to see some spooky. I also forget that I have seen some spooky. Mm-hmm. Not in a long time though. Caffeine and shrooms are a potent combo. Yeah, I mean, shrooms and anything are a potent combo. That's true. Ooh. I think like people forget that caffeine is a drug. It certainly is. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you don't do it often. Yeah. You know. That's it. That's a that's a drug. You hit a few cups of black coffee if if you're not used to it. Oh my god. That's the I'm incredibly used to it. Yeah. So it's just <laughs> it's par for it's the fucking course. Fucking whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so what the fuck do you think about the princess of discs? I think that it has to do with us recording stories. Yeah, me too. And yeah. place. Yeah. Like, all the stories we told were intimately connected to the place. Correct. To our material surroundings. Like yeah. Like, spiritual experiences, sure. Right. In the most literal sense of the word. Yeah. But- But to our homes. To, yeah. To the world around us, to the earth around to us. To the earth around us, to the trees around us. Yeah, the, specifically the, the to the woods around yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. And in the Thoth deck- the Princess of Discs, or the Page of Discs, and the Rider, Rider Waite Smith. Um, you know, she's in the woods. She's pregnant. Oh, yeah. She's holding a shield with the yin yang. She's got horns. Yeah, she's the she wield she's the wielder of the element of earth, the wielder of the forest of the yeah of all of that. And like the thing about ghost stories is they are hyper local. They only exist in the place they exist. Right. Yeah, and yeah, I feel like the Princess of Discs is like the and I, I feel like this is 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 getting lost, which is like why I'll sh- I'll shill um, the podcast Pennyworld any chance I get because it's so about using a specific place to tie into the larger like mysteries and shit. Right. Like I, I, I feel like in the age of the internet, like we've lost the hyper locality right. of a lot of the early <laughs> legends. Well, so from that, I would recommend anyone listening to try and figure out some of the ghost stories. Yeah. From your area, yeah, from dude. the town you live in, because like, I'm sure there is, a, they're as fucking weird as ours. Yeah, ask around. I mean, it's it's cool to have a sense of 
that that you have a place and a story yes. that is connected to where you live. Yeah. Because I think that sometimes people lose a connection to their town yeah, or, you know, their home. Mm-hmm. And to feel a connection with the place where you grew up or with the place where you reside, it just, I don't know, it gives your life a greater meaning. It makes you feel a part of something bigger. I agree entirely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something like I've thought of in the last like bunch of years, like mm-hmm. getting in touch with your fucking place. Yeah. Learning what happened. Right. Where'd this come from? Yeah. Even though- and Having a part in where it's going. Right. Like my family was only in that town for one generation. Yeah. But it, it's important to my story because this is, it's where I grew up. Yeah. So therefore- that's relevant to me and my story. Yeah, I very much know so. more about that place. And you're relevant to those places as well. Yeah. Yeah. Just like I like to learn about where my, the relatives before me came from. Yeah. I No, I think that just about nails it. Like Princess of Discs was actually, again. <laughs> we hot. got there. We got there. We got there by the end. Which is great. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, and I also think that that's probably why we haven't covered many ghost stories because mm-hmm. the only ones I care about are personal and, and mean things to me that they won't mean to anyone else. Yeah. And explain things about other things I see that mm-hmm. I couldn't explain to anyone else. There's no like universal ghost stories. They are by definition sort of personal. Yeah. Which is wild or impersonal in that like you can come into a place that like someone's already lived and they start throwing pictures across the fucking room and shit. Right. It's really, that's... Yeah, I'm probably like personally most interested in those stories, but not like the ones I want to tell. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, happy Halloween. Happy fucking Halloween. Woo. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good episode. Hell yeah. Well, if you guys like what we do, I got to do this. I'm going to do the spiel. Yep. You got to do it. Yeah. And because I've been drinking, I'm going to acknowledge that I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> if you like what we do and you want to support the show, you can subscribe to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash nonsense. Sorry, you'll get bonus episodes. We need to do another live stream soon. Yep. Uh, we really appreciate it. We appreciate your support. And uh, it's very gratifying. It's very validating. And thank you. And fucking happy Halloween. Go do something spooky where you are. Yeah. Wherever the fuck you are, get in touch with the spooky energies right there. If you got some woods, it'll. Them. Yeah. It'll surprise you. I, I promise you. Whatever happens, it'll surprise you. Take care. Take care. Happy Halloween. Yeah. Peace. Peace.